Welcome to a special edition of the Ministry Leader Podcast. Today is March 17th, 2020, and we are living in the midst of a really unprecedented time in the history of our country. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, it's still kind of surreal, and honestly, we don't know what the next weeks and months are going to look like. Or hours. Um, hours, yeah, even. It, everything is changing so quickly. Um, it, it feels like, I mean, you watch the movies. Uh, there's a movie called Outbreak they made a long time ago. Netflix has a um, series out called Pandemic. And it, to me, it's just kind of surreal. I can't believe we're actually here to where they're shutting things down. They shut down schools here. We're, we're in northern Indiana. They shut down most of the schools in our area. Um, the governor of Indiana just yesterday announced that he's asking all restaurants um, restaurants and bars to shut down, um, carry out only. And it's, yeah. it's just kind of crazy right now. It's wild. And so we've even made kind of the taking the stance of we're going to follow the government's lead. We're going to follow the school's lead as a ministry. And uh, we're not going to even have contact with one another. Chase and I are recording this virtually. Um, I'm yeah. in my house and Chase is in his house and we're talking on the phone trying to record this. So if the audio quality is a little different, that's why, but we're trying to take, you know, precautions and take this seriously, but obviously that affects how we do ministry. And uh, so that's kind of what we want to focus on a little bit today is um, our ministry. We talk all the time about being relational ministry. And when we say that, we really mean in person. So there's things that we do to encourage online and social media engagement, uh, but that's kind of secondary to everything that we talk about on this podcast normally. But we want to maybe kind of turn the spotlight a little bit since we can't be in person in ministry and kind of shift our focus to what it looks like to engage in ministry differently and safely online. And so we did a, an episode, you know, nine or 10 episodes ago, episode 65, that was staying safe on social media. That was unknowingly a precursor to maybe what this episode will be. Uh, yeah. But we want to dive into that a little bit further today. It is. It's kind of crazy, but I think we also have an awesome opportunity. And I think that's kind of the exciting part of, of where we're at now is that we have a brand new opportunity to engage kids, students in a new way, but maybe even this allows us the opportunity to engage new students who we might not have uh, connected with in real life. You know, now because we're online or we're doing other things that this might give us the opportunity to connect with, with new students. So we're pretty excited that today we're going to focus mostly on um, kind of online engagement. Um, we're going to do uh, probably another episode or two uh, that might look a little bit different as far as what does quarantine look like for you. Yeah. Uh, but today we're kind of mostly focusing like what does student ministry look like online? Yeah, um, you brought up a good point. Like we we talk about this is obviously for leaders. We're trying to engage staff and volunteers in online engagement. But you brought up a point as we were talking through this about from a student's perspective, mm. their world has changed. Like we're worried about like food and toilet paper, apparently. Yes. Um, they're worried about <laughs> like their social life has just gone into the dumpster right? Like there's so yeah. much more they're concerned about. Sure. I mean, I think in, in a student's world, nothing else is more important to them than their baseball season or nothing else is more important to them in life than their senior prom or time with their friends or graduation ceremony. So I think it's really important to, uh, we as adults kind of get wrapped around, you know, do I have enough ramen noodles stocked up or whatever that is? That's important for us. Um, to them, even though it seems kind of petty in the world of, you know, these things aren't things that really matter, 
to a student, it does. And so it's really important to kind of remember that as we think about ministry, as we think about what does having conversations with students look like, that um, their world is really sad right now. There's a lot of things that they just got stripped away from them. And so we want to make sure we're really positive and encouraging um, in our online interactions. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, man, that was a kind of a thought that me as a parent, uh, I didn't think about that. You know, my kids are, my, my daughter's crushed. Volleyball is not happening right now. And soccer and basketball for my boys has been canceled too. And so uh, kind of just their emotional state has even taken a turn, like, cause these mm-hmm. are outlets for them. And so uh, we, we talk all the time too, about living in a society where anxiety and depression are on the rise. And so mm-hmm. um, we really need to pay attention to that because it's, I mean, it's only going to increase. I'm afraid uh, when students don't have these outlets, whether it's sports or even academics or social clubs at school and things. So we just, we just have to pay really good and really close attention to that as leaders. So let's jump into some guidelines for online engagement. And just to highlight maybe a few, uh, one or two from episode 65. Yeah, the biggest one is just accountability. Make sure that as you have online interactions, um, you know, we usually try to say, stay away from really deep conversations online. Um, well, now if you cannot even meet with a student in real life face-to-face, or I guess in person is the best way to put it, um, you might have some of those deeper conversations. So we would just encourage you to um, hold yourself accountable. Make sure those are in maybe groups. So if it's a uh, a text message that it's a group text message between you and that student and their best friend or you know same thing with dms like maybe as we kind of get into more tips as you talk through like um groups if you have group discussion but just make sure there's more eyes on the conversation not only for the student but for you as well for your own protection yeah we would even maybe even say an easy way to do this is to, if you're in a direct message conversation or a student wants to talk, to invite your youth pastor or your site director or ministry leader into that conversation and just give the students a heads up. Um, But we don't want to talk necessarily today and focus on private conversations. We want to talk about um, maybe how you engage on a bigger scale, on a broader scale with more students and different students online. So we've got two questions, two questions that we want you to ask yourself before you post something. Here's two things we want to filter it through. Chase, can you give us the first one? Yeah, the first one is, does this invite engagement? And um, basically the idea is that, again, students are scrolling through their Instagram, their their Twitter, whatever, mindlessly. Um, does this actually engage them? Does this give them something to talk about? Does this invite more into the conversation versus just a picture? Yeah, so I think we talked about uh, just the noise in our world. Like, mm-hmm. There's so much going on. Students have so much to pay attention to. And sometimes the in-person conversation, because you are willing to take the time to sit down and ask them about them, it cuts through the noise. That's kind of the idea with this question. Socially, on social media, what are some ways that you can do that? So some ideas here is ask a question. You know, what's your favorite... TV sitcom. I put that on mine last night. What is your least favorite pizza topping? 
right? So there's simple things you can do that it doesn't have to always be about Jesus. It doesn't always have to be about the Bible. Not every conversation you have with a student is about Jesus or about the Bible. Headed that direction potentially. But socially, you don't have to post Bible verses constantly every day and hope that students interact with it. It's kind of the idea here. Yeah, and the same idea along that is that a lot of the algorithms and the way everything works on social media is basically the more often you post and the more interaction you get on your posts, so people commenting, people liking, the more likely your post is to show up in somebody else's feed or show up in that person's feed more often. I mean, if a student has 800 friends, um, they are not going to see every eight, every post that 800 of their friends have posted. Um, that's going to show the most the ones that have the most engagement. So if you're posting things like questions or even a poll, I think that there's some tools on uh, different social media outlets that you can post polls pretty easily. Yes, no, true or false, or ask me a question. You know, they can drop you a question and you can answer it. Um, Things like that are going to get your posts seen by students more often. And that really gives you the opportunity then to engage them on deeper questions uh, as we move down the road. Yeah, so simple things like, uh, you know, we talked about a question, we talked about a poll, the fewer the responses you offer, the better is what I've seen. Like you post okay. a question and if it's open-ended, I don't get any response. But if you, if it's a yes or no question, I get more people responding. We'll talk about that later on. Um, but one of the ones I posted a couple of weeks ago is a list post and it was the worst food combinations in history or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Mm. And it was things like, chicken and waffles was one of them. And, you know, just (laughs) peanut butter and jelly wasn't one of them. But you know what I mean? Like combinations of two foods that you put together that people eat regularly that I just said, like, I don't get that. I don't understand. And most of them, for the most part, people were like, yeah, I agree. But the chicken and waffles one, that's why I put it there because people love that. And they engaged and they wanted to not fight, but they wanted to argue and defend themselves. (laughs) Defending the honor of the chicken and waffles. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a really intentional post to invite engagement. And it was on Instagram and I posted on Facebook and I had uh, engagement in both ways. So simple things like that. If you think about it a little bit, post that. Um, even that invites engagement. It's not a question. It's you making a statement that you know there's people on both sides of that <laughs> in a fun way. Let's not sure. post like political things that you know people are on both sides of that. But, you know, pizza toppings or, you know, just TV shows, goofy things like that, I think people will engage with. Yeah, I think that goes right into our second question then. To, so two questions to ask for online engagement. First question, doesn't invite engagement. The second question is, is this positive and encouraging? Yeah, my wife hopped off of Facebook a number of years ago because there's not a lot of positive and encouraging things that she was mm-hmm. seeing in her feed. And so she said, I'm done with this. I don't feel good about my life when I'm done looking at Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's still true. Uh, I scroll through my feed and there's a lot of, you know, we're making this decision or they're making that decision or whatever. There's a lot of negativity and fear right now on social media. So if we can cut through that noise with something positive and something encouraging, I think it's valuable. Um, you know, Philippians 4.8 talks about the things that we think about, you know, whatever is true, whatever's right, whatever is noble. Like we need to be feeding ourselves those things. But then when we put it out on social media, um, I think we've got to consider is what I'm saying positive and is it going to encourage somebody today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's uh, because there's already so much, especially around this coronavirus right now, um, 
again, from a student perspective, their world has drastically changed. They've been stripped away of a lot of the things that they value. And as much fun as the coronavirus memes are, they're maybe not necessarily encouraging to them. Letting the student know that there's a sovereign God in heaven um, who is powerful and who is thinking about them and who cares about them. Like those are the things students probably need to hear right now more than the, the funny meme that you saw. Yeah. Again, just those two questions we want to throw out there to you. Does this invite engagement and is this positive encouraging? Now let's get into just some ideas potentially, Chase, of things that we could post. But let's be honest, Chase, not all of us are professionals on social media and some of us maybe don't even use social media that often. So some of these new, some of these ideas are new ideas because this is new territory. And so we're encouraging people to engage in new and really different ways than they're used to. So let's get into some of this list of ideas. Yeah. So just, again, we're going to just list these kind of out. We won't go into great detail. I guess we're going to allow you to use your own creativity and explore into them a little bit. And I think we're going to probably going to end up sharing a little deeper on a few of them on future podcasts. But the first one is engage with, share, and repost uh, what your site director or youth pastor is posting. So um, chances are your uh, site director and or youth pastor has spent some time looking into this. Um, and so it's easy to repost what your uh, site director or youth pastor already has been doing. So if you're not a youth director, um, kind of share what they're already doing. I mean, use the work that somebody else has already done. So the second one then is uh, just reach out to the kids that you're already connected with. That's an easy one. Send them encouraging texts and say, hey, I've been thinking about you today, praying for you. Hope you're doing well. Is there anything specific I can, I can pray for you for today? Yeah, so the next one is some social media platforms use a stories feature. Brian, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So the stories feature is kind of, it's meant to share what's happening right now in the moment. And you can do a lot of engagement with that. Instagram stories is what I've been using most frequently recently. Um, doing some on, you know, for this and for another project I'm working on, but, uh, d there's a create feature that has some templates already there for you that you just fill in the blanks. There's ask me a question. There's a poll feature there for you that invites engagement that we're already talking about. So just asking questions that way. So here's the thing. I can post the same thing on my Instagram page that shows up in people's Instagram feed. And I can mm -hmm. post that same thing in Instagram stories. And I've tried this just to test it out. And I've gotten between five and 10 times more engagement posting the same thing to the stories feature as I do through the just posting it to the feed. And by engagement, I mean wow. people liking it, people seeing it, people interacting with it, people responding to it. Um, way more engagement right now in the stories feed. So look into that if you're not super familiar with it. Um, I'll post a, a link to another podcast that I listen to that kind of tells you how to use it. And it's really mm -hmm. simple. It's not that difficult, um, but I would we would encourage you to use stories features. The next one, a lot of leaders do this already, is gaming online. Uh, we would say use caution even on that and how much time you're spending there because students mm -hmm. a lot of times should be doing their e-learning too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Chase, talk, you probably do this, well, more than I do because I never do this. Uh, <laughs> but talk about gaming online a little bit. 
Yeah, this is one of my favorite ones. I mean, the world of gaming has shrunk in a way that we can interact with so many more people. And so, um, yeah, I mean, something as simple as letting students know like, hey, I'm going to be playing online at this time. And so uh, the cool thing with most online gaming is most kids now have a headset and microphone so you can have conversations while you're gaming. Some of it is directly related to the game of, you know, hey, they're flanking us right. Don't get us blown up, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a friend of mine, we, we've we've actually been able to have really good conversations online as well um there's a, a guy we've been connected with who we never even met in real life um who through conversations uh, we've been really able to get to know this guy and have some real good conversations um, about life and where he is and his faith and things like that so if we can do that with somebody we randomly met online you can surely do it with students you're already connected with yeah and then the the last idea we'll just throw out there is just get old school mm. and send an old fashioned <laughs> letter or a card. I'm thinking of you, praying for you, whatever you want to say. Uh, send an old fashioned card through snail mail because as of now, that's still running. <laughs> right, exactly. And how much fun is it? I mean, think about Amazon. You run out to the mailbox because you know your package is coming in today. Getting something in the mail really is fun. It's maybe not as fun to write the letter or whatever it is, but it is fun to get something in the mail, and especially with everything changing and being different now. How cool would that be if a student I even unexpectedly got a letter in the mail that says, hey, I care about you. I'm thinking about you. You still matter to me. Yeah. So as we wrap up this episode, I just want to, I was reminded of something that I think I even said it on last week's episode as we talked about prayer. And I said, prayer is not my natural go-to. I said, mm -hmm. I too often rely on my own abilities and my own talents to get the job done in youth ministry and in relational ministry. But the reality is my skills and my talents and my abilities do not matter one bit right now because this face-to-face -face mm -hmm. interaction is not happening but here's the deal god is still there god is still in control god can still and will still change hearts whether i'm present with that person in person or not god will still draw people to himself we need to just probably pay attention to what god's doing right now and jump on board and take a new approach to ministry at least for a time get up Thanks again for listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast. And as times are rapidly changing, news is coming out new every single day. Uh, the podcast is rapidly changing. So we had originally planned for episode number 75 to be a Q&A. Uh, that will be changing. So uh, just bear with us. Uh, keep logging in and checking out the Ministry Leader Podcast. We're going to be cranking out new content for you. Hopefully that is useful during this quarantine, but also in years to come, useful in your ministry journey. So once again, episode 75 is going to be a little bit different than our Q&A, but we would still love to hear your questions. So send them in our DMs through Instagram at Brian Biedenbach and at chase the a 777 or also uh, log on to the ministry leader podcast on facebook and submit your questions there and your baseball season may be over for this year but the good news is so is everybody else's <laughs> maybe that's not true <laughs>